Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,359. Always do the right thing. Do the right thing. And it will always come back to you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Greenwich, Connecticut, Stephen Posner. Hey, Stephen, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up and ready. All right, here we go. Stephen Posner is the CEO and partner at Putnam Leasing, a company he joined in 1983. Putnam is the largest independent lesser of exotic and collectible automobiles in the country. Putnam has over a quarter billion dollars in high-end motor cars in their fleet, employing over 25 specialists in offices from coast to coast. Stephen started in the leasing business at the young age of 18 and worked at several different companies in a variety of roles. He has been a member of the National Vehicle Leasing Association since 1989 and served as chapter chairman of the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut chapter from 2000 to 2003. He also serves on the executive board of the Carrington Charitable Foundation, an organization that assists severely wounded war veterans. And a shout out to his colleague, Karen Sundstrom. She's a past Cars yeah guest and is a finance specialist for T- Putnam Leasing in Orange County, California. So, Stephen, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and your passion for automobiles before I jump into the questions here? Uh, I've been in the automobile leasing business for 42 years this coming August. Uh, wow. Always invo- always involved with exotic, classic, and European cars. And I just loved cars since I was a little kid. You would say this is a dream job for me. And uh, I just love it. I can tell. Yeah. You've been doing this for a long, long time. So you're the expert in the field. And that's why I'm excited to have you on board here. I've known of your company for a long, long time. Uh, when I had Karen on the show a couple of years ago, it was great fun learning more. And I'm glad I've finally been able to get you here to share more about Putnam Leasing with my listeners. As we continue on your journey, though, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success throughout these years. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Stephen, take the wheel. Always do the right thing. Do the right thing. And it will always come back to you. Yeah, absolutely. How have you incorporated that into the success of your business at Putnam? Being a customer who bought cars, 
being a salesperson for different leasing companies, being an entrepreneur in the automobile leasing business for years and years and years, if you do the right thing for people, they will always come back to you. You know, it's karma. In in every phase of your life, whether it's the car business or in dealing with people, doing the right thing will always come back to you in spades in the right way. I think so. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, because we're going to talk about your business a little further down the line with my questions here. But one thing that would be a telling tale to that answer is, are there some people that come to you that think they want to lease a car, but you guys say, you know, I don't think this is the right thing for you? All the time. In my business, I have a, being being that I've been doing this for so many years, a tremendous amount of customers that have been with me for tens and tens of years. and my nickname to them is Dr. No, Stevie No. (laughs) What do you think about doing this? No. What do you think about doing that? No. Why do you want to do this? No. It's an impulse move. You're not going to be happy with this car for more than a week or two. Don't do it. So that's me. I do talk people into doing things when they make sense, but obviously if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. And if a lease doesn't make sense to somebody, I'll tell them, you're better off buying the car or you're better enough but you're better off not buying anything at all because you really can't afford it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's a great way to be. I would imagine that your passion for cars and your knowledge for collectible cars, exotic cars over all these years also helps with guiding those clients down the right path because so many of these kinds of purchases are impulse buys. People just get all excited and fired up and they want to do something. They get that red mist, I call it. Uh, and they need somebody logical like you to go, whoa, 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 back up a little bit, slow down. I think this we need to think about this a little bit more. I'm really happy at your, at your answer there, Stephen. Well, it's, it all goes with doing the right thing. If you have someone that can afford a car and can afford a, a monthly payment, and if something goes wrong with the car, they really don't have the resources to fix it. You have to make people aware that people lose money on cars, they make money on cars, but cars break. Their machines, and you have to bear that in mind. And if you buy an older car, things happen, and you have to be prepared to spend to keep you happy and keep the car running. Absolutely, uh, awesome. Love that answer. Well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated this passion you've had, lifelong passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Well, I always loved cars. I would tell you the really cute little story. Uh, I was a young young man, young boy growing up in Queens, grew up kind of in a lower middle class background. And the people that lived across the street from us was a lovely older couple. And their son was in the advertising business. And this probably in the mid sixties. And every Sunday he used to come visit his mom and he drove a 69 or 70 Pontiac Le Mans sport convertible in triple white handsome young guy, probably was 30 at the time, dark skin, sunglasses, like that show Ad Man or whatever it was that people that was out years ago. Oh, Mad Men. Yeah. Mad Men. I said Ad Men. I mean, well, some of those Ad Men are Mad Men. (laughs) Right. The the pencil, pencil pants, you know, with no cuffs. Oh, yeah. Very skinny. No, no socks, loafers, sport jacket, dark tan, great glasses. And he had the most magnificent wife, blonde haired, blue eyes. And as a kid playing outside, they would pull up on Sunday and they would wave to me and I'd wave to them. And I would walk at that car 
And that was really my first awakening of loving cars. And I said, so one day I'm going to find a car like that and buy it. And that probably was my first experience with knowing that I wanted to be, uh, that I love cars. I tell you the truth, I, I really didn't have a lot of direction. I was in college. What got me into this business was I was going from one school to the other, and uh, I wanted to take a couple of months off in between. And I went to the at the, the um, employment section of the, the college, and there was a job working for a leasing company as a transporter, which. Mm. I call a gopher and that's kind of how I got into it and never went back to college. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I love it. Well, I can, you painted a really wonderful picture of that guy in that car and the beautiful wife. I mean, what little kid wouldn't go, Whoa, I want to be him when I grow up. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Very, very nice. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a failure that you faced along the way. These are wonderful learning lessons. If you look at them that way, so kind of bring that up to us, kind of walk us through that tough situation. But more importantly, how did that experience specifically help you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your business, particularly in the leasing business too? Well, I've always been in the leasing business. I never sold cars. I would tell you that at one point about 20 or 25 years ago, um, I decided to start leasing something other than exotic cars and classic cars. I got into uh, leasing armored cars to a very big company on Long Island that unfortunately went upside down. And we weren't the company we are now, but we dug ourselves out of it. And what I learned from that is do what you do best. Don't try to get into other avenues if you're successful at one, especially in the business that I'm in. And from that experience, I learned to speak although I don't know it now because it's been a long time, a lot of different languages because we had so many armored cars. I was selling them all over the world. But uh, I'm glad that's behind me. Do what you do best. Don't don't look for another pot of gold if you have one. Yeah, you know, I learned that lesson from a good friend of mine. It, we lost him a few years ago, but he was very successful in the trash business. I mean, making a lot of money, made a huge amount of money. And he decided, no, I'm so smart in the trash business. I'm going to get into some other businesses because I must be so smart. Now, these are his words. He was telling me this. And uh, sure enough, he got into some other businesses and lost his shorts. And he said, you know what? I learned a very humbling lesson there that I should have stuck with what I knew best. And that was trash. It wasn't very glamorous, but it sure made him a lot of money and gave him a wonderful life. So. Words of wisdom out there. If you're going to venture off into other businesses, you know what? Surround yourself with people that have already been there, done that. They can teach you an awful lot so that you don't get yourself into trouble. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. You talked about that car you aspired to in your little boy, that white on white on white. But is there a, a car that was the first one for you that had great meaning? And maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. I've driven so many cars in my life. I'm an old car lover. I would tell you it probably was a 280SL that I bought 25 years ago. So I always loved that body style of Mercedes. I felt so special driving it. They're such great cars. They, the, it was, I believe it was a 70, but they made those cars from 68 to 71. And they were so far ahead of their time back in the late 60s and early 70s, Mercedes, as they are right now. But all of those German, European German cars were so far, again, ahead of themselves 
mechanically and and technology-wise than most of the cars that were out there at the time that those cars were built. Yeah, they're beautiful cars, the Pagoda. Wonderful cars. Back when I was a kid detailing cars in junior high, I had a couple clients that had those cars, and they would let me drive them. And actually, it was probably when I was in high school, because I don't think I was driving in junior high. I did have some clients with those when I was junior high, and they let me back them out of their garage and pull them around and work on them a little bit. But, uh, you know, what's interesting about those cars to me is how delicate they are. Because when you think about the end of the SLs that came before that, the 190s and, of course, the Magnificent 300s, those things were pretty big tanks. And the SL was just this little jewel with this wonderful greenhouse effect with the roof, whether off or on. I love those cars. They're so great, especially when they're manuals, because they didn't have very big motors in them, as I remember. They didn't go that fast, but you sure look good and felt good driving them. You absolutely do, especially with the top down. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a car you've owned in your life that you have a bit of seller's remorse over that you wish you'd kept? Well, I got to tell you that I wish I had a crystal ball. Well, we all do, of course. <laughs> on yeah. on cars that I had that I wish I kept. But yeah. I, I actually had a couple of them. One was a really, really perfect one-owner, a Mercedes 6.9, triple black, that I owned probably about 10 years ago, 9 or 10 years ago. I owned it for about a year. I had uh, about five or six years ago an RS America Roadster with like ten or 12,000 miles that I sold, that I knew when I sold it, I made a mistake. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And probably another, I mean, a couple of them, because I've had a lot of cars, was I had a low grill 70 280 SE cab in triple that I just loved, and I got tired of it, and another car that I wish I never sold. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you're not alone, my friend. We all have those stories. The 1,358 people before you have shared many, many stories. There's very few people that can afford or have the wisdom, I guess, to keep all the cars they've ever had. Sometimes we're just kind of tired of them and want to move on to something else. But there's always a few you wish you just hung on to. So I understand. Well, uh, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up these days. I would love for you to share more with my listeners about Putnam Leasing, all the different things that you guys and services you provide. because. You're a very unique leasing agency. Most people think of leases as a way to get into a car they really can't afford uh, for just regular daily drivers. That's the way I always kind of looked at leasing or companies will lease a car for you and you know you're going to be getting rid of it in two or three years. But tell us about Putnam Leasing, why you're so different and what makes Putnam Leasing so unique. So the two types of leases that are offered out there are open and closed end leases. The most, what people know today is the closed-end lease. You walk into a Mercedes dealer, a BMW dealer, a Porsche dealer, a Chevy dealer, they offer a closed-end lease, which is basically you're renting the car for three years or four years, whatever the term is. And at the end of the lease, you can buy it, but no one really buys them. They return them and they go and they lease another car for another 39 months and give it back. That's usually your daily driver kind of car. What Putnam Leasing offers is an open-end lease, which um, it, it has all the beauties tax-wise behind leasing a car. You pay your sales tax monthly, depending on the state that you're in. You can write it off. But at the end of the lease, there's a purchase option on the car, which you're responsible for, and you buy it. And it's not a brand-new Mercedes, although it could be a brand-new Mercedes. 
but it's a 300 SL Gullwing. It's a 240-16-0. It's an old air-cooled 911. Uh, it's a, a LaFerrari. It's a Ferrari F40, a Ferrari F50. All of these cars are available to lease through Putnam. We, Besides the repeat business that we do, being that we're around since 1983, um, so the cars that I mentioned can be bought through various dealers throughout the United States that we service, or uh, Putnam is very involved in the auction business. We're the sponsors of for the third year, I believe it is, at, uh, the Gooding Auction. If you buy a car at the Gooding Auction, we can lease it for you. We were the leasing company for a number of years at Barrett-Jackson, uh, really all focusing around the collector who wanted to take complete advantages of leasing the car, tax-wise, sales tax. We don't report to the credit bureaus. You can you can actually get more car for the monthly payment than by leasing it through Putnam than you could if you went to a conventional bank, if you could find one and financed and amortized the car down to uh, like a straight loan, down to nothing. Because uh, all, uh, yeah, all of our leases, uh, all the leases basically mathematically are the same. It's it's the purchase price of the car minus the residual divided by how many years you lease it plus the factor on the the uh, the, uh, the leasing costs to borrow the money for the term of the lease. And and when you lease through Putnam, you're actually leasing through Putnam. We don't sell your loan and say goodbye to you. We borrow the money from one of eleven different lenders that we have. But if you have a problem, if you have a question, you move and you need different kind of license plates because there's a new state or you're having insurance problems, you call Putnam. You don't call a bank. And we have employees that have been with us for almost 30 years. So it's basically the same person. And I will tell you that every salesperson at Putnam is a car lover. And you can talk cars with them, where if you lease a car through a conventional company like a Mercedes or Ferrari Financial or there's Lamborghini no one to Financial. talk to. <laughs> no, you, you're talking to someone who's I'm not going to say he's a paper pusher, but uh, doesn't really know those cars or the yeah. car that they're representing. So, would you say most of the vehicles you guys are providing lease services for for your clients are collector cars, exotic cars? They're not just run of the mill. I know you you do some of that, but most of these are unique collector cars that people want to end up loaning at the end. These are or owning, I should say. These are cars that people want to keep. Correct. This is not for the individual who wants to switch cars every three years and move on. This is someone who falls in love with their toy, and we are the catalyst to get them playing with the toy that they want. And our, our leases run anywhere from two to five years, two, three, four, or five years. If you get tired of your toy and you want another toy, we work with you to get you out of it and into something awesome. else. Great. Yeah. Well, I know I've talked to several people from your company. And of course, I mentioned at the beginning of our talk, Karen Sundstrom, who was a guest here on Cars Yeah a few years ago. Talk about an enthusiast. Oh my gosh. She's awesome. I mean, she really loves cars for she's sure. Car I see her. She's definitely a car Oh, oh yeah. 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 She loves it. Absolutely. Well, I'll remind listeners, you can just go to PutnamLeasing.com. Putnam.com. You can find their website. Check them out. Uh, if this sounds like a good thing for you, I think this is the company that you need to be talking to to get that dream parked in your garage. So many different benefits to it. I'm sure whoever you end up talking with at Putnam 
can help you walk through all the ramifications to make sure this is the right thing for you. So Stephen, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com. Or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. All right, Stephen, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, you were actually manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself. What would you be? That's a good question. <laughs> a really good question. I'll bet uh, no one's ever asked you that question before. Nobody's ever asked you that question. You know how they say, like, a, 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 a dogs sometimes look like their owners and vice versa? That yeah, question uh-huh. I've heard, but I've never heard that with cars. So if it was a new car, I would probably say, I would, I would like to say I look like, I would look like uh, um, the new McLaren SLR Mercedes-Benz. Okay, Honestly, why is that? I don't know. I just picture myself like that. If it was an older car, well, that's putting somebody on the spot. If if it, if I was an older car, and I like older cars, mm-hmm. I would probably say um, um, Mercedes 3.5 convertible. Nice. There you go. All right. Nicely done. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Mercedes throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, it was the first day I was in the automobile business. I was a driver. I went into Manhattan and I started to talk to the owner of a exotic car dealership in Manhattan. 
uh, first time I ever met him. And I was 18 in the conversation. He looked at him. He said, kid, you're really smart. Don't choke people. You're so smart because they'll try that much harder to get over on you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, Interesting. and I remember that because that was the first day of the car yeah. business. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a very interesting thing, and that was the first thing that came to my head. Interesting. Well, that's an interesting answer. You know, it relates to another thought I have, and that is when you're in the automotive business, do more listening than talking. Uh, listen to that uh, potential client who wants to buy that car, uh, ask pertinent questions, but do a lot of listening. It reminds me of Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think it's habit, habit number five, which I love. First, listen to understand, then speak to be understood. So, uh, yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Patience. Uh, That's not really a habit. Patience. Well, I think it is. I think it can be. Sure. Patience. Listen to people. Listen to their needs. Hobbies. A a man has three hobbies. Uh, They actually have four. But a man has three hobbies that we can talk about. Wine cars and watches and that's me yeah yeah Um, absolutely all fun stuff for sure all fun Uh, absolutely do do you have a resource that you're particularly fond of that you think our listeners would enjoy as well sports car market oh yeah keith martin's uh, magazine yeah there's a lot of publications for cars and i and when i see keith i always say that and we sponsor events that he has and when i get up and talk and it's it's not because I'm blowing smoke. I really love that magazine because it really tells you, uh, I love the auction evaluation because it tells you where the market is at a particular time, where where what people are paying for cars, what's out there, legal advice. Um, and it's not a bunch of advertisements. It's, it's the real down and dirty stuff. And I just really enjoy it. I, I think I have boxes and boxes of old sports car market letter magazines. Of course, I can go back and refer back 10 years ago to where a car sold 10 years ago and where it is now and what yeah. it looked like then. It just <laughs> And that'll the, drive you nuts because you'll yeah. go, I should have bought that car back there 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's a good resource for us because if you're doing a million-dollar car, and we do a lot of them, um, you wanted to see maybe what the car was like 10 years ago, what was done to it, what it sold for, what the evaluation was 10 years ago versus today. So it's really helpful for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a shout out to Keith. He's been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, I've known Keith for decades. And I know this uh, year he suffered a stroke and he's been working very hard to get through that. He seems to be doing much better. Uh, so a shout out to uh, Keith to get well real soon. Look forward to seeing him uh, out there back on the show field as soon as possible. So. Uh, Good job, Keith. Keep it up. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Living or deceased? I would probably say Enzo Ferrari. Mm, he'd be an interesting one. Yeah, for sure. I would, yeah, I, 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 and we do a lot of Ferrari business, but I would like to have a drink with him. I, I think he'd be a cool guy to talk to and, and get into his head a little bit about all the visions he's had and all the wonderful cars that he had his hands involved in over the years. Yeah, it'd be something for sure. Now, is there a book that you've read you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well and learn some things from? You said that. I mean, I'd love to cook. I, that probably should have been the fourth thing about hobbies. 
I love to cook. If I wasn't in this business, or if, if someone came in and wrote me a big check and told me to leave, I would probably cook without, for only, only for friends and relatives, and my only compensation would be a really good bottle of red wine. I will tell you what I really enjoy was that I've read is The Hollywood Godfather. I mean, it has nothing, has nothing to do with cars, but Johnny is a friend of mine. And Johnny Russo, who played Carlo Rizzi in The Godfather, came out with a book about nine months ago. Great reading. Very, very entertaining. Nothing to do with cars at all, but he is a car collector. Well, nobody's ever said that book here, which I'm, I'm surprised. So uh, I'm glad that we have a new book suggested here. I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to everything Stephen has shared on his very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Stephen Posner, P-O-S-N-E-R, and that link or that page will come up and a link to this book will come up as well. I've made it really easy for you for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Stephen, we are up to the checkered flag and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a collector car today. In fact, any collector car that exists on the planet but there are a few rules to this game that may make it challenging for you. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So if you pick a Ferrari GTO, you're going to be living with a Ferrari GTO, which is not a bad thing. This has to be a driver, though. I don't want any garage queens sitting out there parked in your garage in Greenwich. It's got to be something fun you can drive off into the New York countryside. And also, it's the only collector car you can have. So you can only have one. So you need to choose very carefully. What's it going to be? A 280 SC 3.5 convertible. Oh, interesting. Now, now tell me a little bit about why that car is so special to you. What do you love about that Mercedes? Hand-built, a classic, great to drive. I had a six-cylinder low grill, a little underpowered, but a great car. I just think that is just the cat's meow when it comes to a 70s classic car. I really do. Very far advanced beyond its age and uh, just a wonderful car really really wonderful yeah comfortable still can get parts to it and there's still a handful of guys that know what they're doing when it comes to repairing and restoring well, i'll tell you what i just uh, happen to have a friend who lives in la jolla california where i grew up she's got one of those maybe i could pry it out of her hands it actually originally owned was owned by roy orbison wow. which is pretty cool yeah it's a beautiful beautiful car uh, maybe she'd be willing to let that go, and then I could take a little road trip and drive from Southern California out there to the East Coast and uh, deliver that part to you. That sounds like a fun trip, right? Maybe you could fly I, out and join me. We could drive back together. It sounds great, and I know a great leasing company I can get the money from. I'll bet you do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very nice, Stephen. Well, you've taken us on a great ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey and the Putnam story, which is very cool, Putnam Leasing. Please give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the countryside in that beautiful 280 SEC 3.5 convertible. Come to see me at the Gooding Auction this coming August, Car Week in in California. And if you come to see me with the idea to buy, buy with your head along with your heart. (laughs) There you go. First start with your head, though. That's the smart guy. And I'm sure Stephen will help you guide you through that decision-making process. Whether it's a good decision or a bad decision, he'll lead you down the right path. What's the best way for listeners to learn more about you and Putnam Leasing? You can call us, uh, 1-800-90-LEASE, or the number I know, 1-800-278-0071. Or um, you can email me at s.posner at putnamleasing.com. I'm always 
online. There you go. And you can go to their website as well. I'll make sure I put links to all of these on Stephen's show notes page. If there's a special car in your life that you want to park in your garage, and this is a good option for you, I think Putnam Leasing, in fact, I know Putnam Leasing is the right way to go. Stephen, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Good enough. Thank you. In fact, I'll see you at the Gooding Auction this summer because I'm going to be there. We'll have some fun together for sure. Absolutely. Love to meet you in person. All right. Thank you so much. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!